Norman, glad to have you on a Thursday edition of the Bill Michael Show as we uh, get our way through the week. Warm one today. Loving it. Love the heat. The heat is on because the Brewers keep winning, too. Not bad. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, Bobby Portis uh, informing the Milwaukee Bucks. Nah. $4.6 million. Nah. Not going to take it. Uh, he has opted out. Going to become a free agent, which is... Uh, a little bit harrowing because uh, that's the one guy I don't think. I mean, there's obviously other players. Giannis, you don't want to lose. Middleton, you don't want to lose and such. But Bobby Portis is kind of that uh, that that grunt player, and you hate to lose a guy like that. So uh, they've got some decisions to make in that realm as well. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Bobby Portis saying, "Nah, baby, nah." You got the commissioner of baseball saying, "Here come the robots." After we were talking about that yesterday. Didn't think that would happen, but apparently they're going to go to some kind of a, some kind of a, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a they're going to use the quiz tech system for balls and strikes. And not that I'm a fan of it, but we'll have to wait and see if it actually comes about. There you go. So, Ben, how's your morning? Oh, it's great. I'm well rested, well nourished. Thinking yeah? clearly What'd you today. Do last night? Uh, nothing. I, I just got home. Well, I was in here early yesterday, but got home, oh, okay. worked out, made dinner, watched some baseball. It was good. It was a good chill night. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot last night. I, I got to admit, I finished up uh, just because I got my uh, deal today uh, with my back issues. So uh, to yesterday, I, uh, I took one of my pain pills, and I jumped on the tractor, and I drove around the yard and uh, completely did the yard work, the grass, the, uh, the bushes, uh, trimmed the rose bush. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how. I don't know if there's like a specific type of bush that you have to have for long stem roses, but uh, I trimmed a whole bunch of roses off my rose bush yesterday. The house fl- is, is smells floral. I'm liking it. It's a nice, pleasant smell <laughs> when I woke up today. And then I sat back, had one beer, and then off into dreamland I went. So, uh, And I went yesterday. Uh, when we did that event over the weekend for the Sherwood Forest uh, archery shoot, which was really cool over in Sussex, and they raised money for Fisher House Wisconsin and such, which was great. It was a veterans shoot. Um, we uh, we donated some money, obviously. You go in and you, you buy the raffle tickets and the 50-50 and all that stuff. And uh, Kristen won two baskets. One basket was a basket of kid stuff. Crayons, markers, pencils, paper, construction paper, scissors, paste, you name it. Anything that you could possibly fill your desk with if you're a kid going back to school. And her her son, uh, her youngest son, is 11 years old. So this kind of is right up his alley. Uh, but the second basket was more of our alley, to be honest with you. We ended up winning a bottle of, or a uh, basket of booze. So new three bottles of vodka, margarita mix, uh, of both strawberry and the regular, the classic. Uh, I think there was, um, God, I'm trying to think what else was in there. There was a bottle of Angel's Envy, another bottle, a small bottle of Angel's Envy and uh, Rare Eagle, or Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare. Uh, and then there was a couple other bottles that were in there too of different boozes. So all of that I had to go, I, I had to go. I was forced to go pick it up, so. Went and picked up the booze, and I was good to go. And I don't ever win anything. I have gotten to the point where now, when you do, when you you go to these raffles and these charity events and stuff like that, do you buy raffle tickets? 
Always. I am probably okay. the biggest 50-50 raffle person in the world at every baseball, really every sporting event I ever go to that has one. Um, so I go to these things, and I have taken I, – I, I don't win. I don't win anything. I mean nothing. I, I, don't, I don't win a damn thing. I have gotten to the point where a friend of mine – uh, told me he said, "Hey, look, if you really see something you like and you know it's more worth more than fifty or hundred bucks, you take all your raffle tickets and put them in one bucket. If it's really cool, he said that's the way you win." So I said, "Okay, you know." So I started doing that. So last week, and I, I'm, I'm not kidding you, I did the golf outing for the Oconomowoc Chamber of Commerce and the charities that uh, they support, and I, I told you I'd done that. So I, if you get twenty five raffle tickets for twenty dollars. So, you know, you stretch your arms out and you get all the raffle tickets and then you fold them up and you drop them in a bucket. So there was this really cool Tommy Bahama cooler, this this handheld over-the-shoulder type of cooler. And there was maybe 10 tickets in there. Maybe 10 tickets in there. I'm like, oh, I got this. Because I know what the Tommy Bahama products are worth. And just a nice cooler because there was really nothing else there that I really wanted. There's always a basket of booze and all that kind of stuff. But, eh, I got enough. But... To me, I thought, well, that's the cooler. I'll take that with me on my trip. That's really cool. And I've got a Tommy Bahama stand-up out underneath the tiki bar. So I took all my 25 tickets and threw them in there. I watched maybe two people throw a couple of tickets in there. Never one. I mean, I had the because I went through the bucket after they drew the number. I'm like, come on. And I went through, got all my numbers out, and there was maybe 12 other tickets in there. So I had better than a 50-50 chance, and I still didn't win. I don't win anything. Never do. Never do it, those things. So, anyway. But, yeah, Kristen won, and she's winning for both of us, I guess. So, uh, I'll live with that. Uh, Brewers with a nice win yesterday. Pounded out a good win. Uh, Davis goes in headfirst into the wall, which was uh, on ESPN Sports Center today. I woke up and started watching a little bit of that. And, oh, it's still, uh, to, to watch, it still hurts me. But, it, nevertheless, the Brewers get themselves a win. And, in addition to that, uh, they are now on that stretch of games. They're one and a half games up, by the way. The Cardinals took a loss, so the Brewers are now one and a half games up. And here we go. The 30 and 45 Pittsburgh Pirates are now on the docket. And if you're a Brewers fan, here's the question, okay? When you look at the schedule, okay, and you start to get to this schedule and you're thinking, boy, this is the time, you've got seven of your next 10 games against the Pirates. But, oh, by the way, in the middle there, throw in three games against the, the, the Chicago Cubs. So four on the road beginning tonight, 6.05, 6.05 on Friday, 3.05 on Saturday, uh, 12.35 start time on Sunday, July 3rd, and then the uh, July 4th spectacular between the Brewers and the Cubs coming up at American Family Field. It starts a three-game series there, then a 7.10 and 1.10. So... With 10 games now sitting right here in front of you against teams that are craptastic, how many do they need to win to, say, get up three or four games in the division? And the, the Cardinals, remind you, are getting into a pretty decent portion, a decent stretch of tougher teams in this stretch. So do they need 7 out of 10, Ben? Do they need 8 out of 10? Or can you see this team all of a sudden getting on a streak where they win 9 out of 10? Ooh, I mean... In terms of how much do they need to get to three up, I would say six or seven. You look at the Cardinals are in Philly this weekend, then they're in Atlanta, and Atlanta's crazy hot, and then they welcome yeah. Philly in. 
And then the Dodgers before they end up playing yep. the Reds. And then the Dodgers, right. So I would say really six or seven out of ten, and you get a, a solid lead, I think the Brewers could easily go take eight or nine of them. Yep. I see. I'm thinking I'm thinking eight and two. Seven and three, probably the worst. Because that means they win every series. You win three out of four against Pittsburgh, two out of three against Chicago, two out of three against Pittsburgh. That's seven and three out of your next ten. I take that, but somewhere in there, you know, you gotta, you gotta get a sweep. You just kind of feel it in your bones. You gotta get a sweep. I'm thinking they sweep the man. I don't know if they sweep the Cubs. Nah, maybe they sweep the Cubs. Cubs stink. They're terrible. But seven and three in your next ten. That's kind of what I'm going for. Carl over in the uh, Facebook fan, or not on Facebook fan page, but on the uh, Bud Light live stream. Welcome to all of you on the Bud Light live stream today. Ted, how you doing? Uh, there's Chris. Um, <laughs> Chris says you got all the free liquor to trim the bush. There you go. Uh, ESPN Steve says uh, Eagle Rare, a good cigar makes uh, for a great evening. Yes, it does. Carl, uh, good morning. And he says seven to three, I guess. Seven and three. I'm saying seven and three. Seven and three for everybody following on the Bud Light live stream and listening to the program. I'll go with that. Seven and three in the next ten because here comes that stretch of games in which you go, whoo, not a lot of competition. And you take it. Take it in a heartbeat. I'm excited about it. Looking forward to the game coming up later on tonight. Hopefully I'm feeling good. I can maybe sit outside in the heat, sweat a little, watch the game. I don't think I'm going to do much grilling out today. I think there's a salad in my future. but uh, But who knows? 877-867-1670, by the way, in case you missed it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Phone lines are wide open. You can always find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find Ben producing the program, at Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, you can find us over on Facebook and watch on Facebook Live. You can do that, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Always check out YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael Show, and you can subscribe absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything at all. Just click subscribe or like or what have you, and you're good to go. Uh, find us over on Twitch TV. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, the, the website, thebillmichaels.com. You can always go there and see everything. And uh, don't forget, after the program is over, you can always find us on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts, and wherever your podcasts are downloaded. Download the program, take it with you. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Marcus says, I think they're going to go 8-2. They'll be leading the Cardinals by four games by the time it's all said and done, but you better get all the wins in now. The Minnesota Twins are a tough team. I have to listen to all these Minnesota fans here in the western portion of the state all the damn time. They can't wait for the Brewers to face off against their former nemesis thank you very much appreciate the email the former i thought really the brewers correct me if i'm wrong brewers fans back in the day now i was not here when the brewers were in the american league but i always thought that the american league rival was the chicago white Sox. correct me if i'm wrong but the twins 43 and 35 on the season they're two games up two games up right now in cleveland speaking of the white Sox. Uh, there is not a White Sox fan alive that I know of that wants to keep Tony La Russa around. Not one. Uh, I did the event down at Cortez's the other night for the cigar dinner, and 
quite a few, uh, obviously, uh, people from Illinois or live in that area, near enough to that area that are White Sox fans or Cubs fans. And nobody wants Tony La Russa around anymore. They feel that this team has got a lot more talent and La Russa just flat out sucks. Uh, ownership's never going to get rid of him. They love him, at least not till the end of the season, and he's got time to turn it around. But you talk about a team with the talent that is woefully underperformed. Six games back right now behind the Minnesota Twins, as a matter of fact. So that's uh, not that you know that has any relevance right now to the Brewers, but uh, the Twins do, obviously, in that division. So the Twins come in leading the Central. That is going to be a uh, a relatively good series. Uh, actually, the Brewers are on the road up at Target Field for a two-game series there before they finish things off. They go from Minnesota to San Francisco to end the first half of their season, the unofficial first half of the season. So uh, the final six games on the road, and that's against tough competition because you can't count out the uh, the Giants either. The Giants at 40 and 34, six games behind the Dodgers. Dodgers 46 wins on the season, and right now only a game behind the Mets for the second-best record in all of uh, the National League. And the Mets still still trudging right through, although they've lost three straight as of late. And like you had mentioned, Ben, the Atlanta Braves, they've won two straight, seven of their last ten. They've been hot. Uh, they've, uh, they're within three games of the Mets in the top of the division. The Phillies uh, have dropped a couple here as of late, and they're eight games back, the Marlins 12 and then Washington. How far has Washington fallen? I mean, from the time they went to the World Series and there's Bryce Harper and company and Scherzer and all the arms they had and they just decided they weren't going to pay anybody and they're going to get rid of guys and they, they are t- they're terrible. They're only, put it this way, they are tied with the Cubs. Actually, they're worse than the Cubs because they've got three more losses than the Cubs do. But they're right there with Cincinnati for one of the worst records in all of baseball. Now, they're not Oakland A's bad, and they're not Kansas City Royals bad, but they're only a couple of games from that. But how far has the Washington Nationals fallen off? Man, they just, when they tanked it, they just tanked it big time. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, and uh, come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this Brewers win yesterday, and we'll uh, hear from Craig Council. In addition to that, uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Bobby Portis saying... Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, he does not want $4.6 million next year. He wants more and thinks he's going to get it and probably will, to be quite honest with you. Now we'll wait and see whether or not the Bucks actually pay that. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Yellow one pitching in around to Bun. Yelich gets the bunt down to the pitcher, fielded by Rayleigh. Thought about second base for an instant, but instead just goes with an underhand toss over to first. And it's a sacrifice. Oh, a rare one for the crew. One, two coming. Swing and a high fly, deep right field. It is back. It is off the top of the catwalk. And gone. You know, I think just Rowdy getting Rowdy hitting some homers for us is it's a big key for our offense, and it's it's not going to happen all the time, obviously. But um, he's in a little streak right now where he's hitting some homers, and that that means runs for us. And the guys ahead of him, Yelly's doing a nice job getting on base. Welcome back, Brewers get the win, and uh, Ben is infatuated with the fact that Christian Yelich dropped down a sacrifice. Infatuated with it, I believe that. 
I bet you woke up in the middle of the night, like just out of nowhere, went, yeah, let's drop one down. Oh, and you didn't know where you were. You were all sleepy-eyed, right? You know, I'm over it. I actually <laughs> I put out an official statement from the uh, offices <laughs> of Ben Kenny on my Twitter earlier. I can send it to you if you want. I can have you read it. Oh, or, please do. Or yeah, I'll get my attorney it. to read it. I, I, I'm over yeah. it. Whatever. It's fine. Are you, are you okay? Okay. I thought about it last night a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, the Water Doctors. John Atley and the gang, they're fantastic people. And if you're looking for the best water softening system in the business, that's the Connecticut Water Softening System. I have it in my home. Love the reverse osmosis in the drinking water. The laundry is clean. You feel great coming out of the shower. Oh, yeah, that's the Connecticut system. Go to H2, the letter O, doctors.com. That's H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Or just call John directly, 262 262- 549-7733, 262-549-7733. Make sure you tell them we sent you. That's our buddy John Atley and the gang over there at the Water Doctor. So yesterday, the Brewers get a nice win, and uh, they uh, end up winning the mini series, if you will. Craig Council talks about the home runs, the power surge that was put on display in this particular series. You know, I think just Rowdy getting Rowdy hitting some homers for us is it's a big key for our offense, and it's it's not going to happen all the time, obviously. But um, he's in a little streak right now where he's hitting some homers, and that that means runs for us. And the guys ahead of him, yeah, he's doing a nice job getting on base. But it was you know Jace's homer in the in the ninth was enormous to to give Josh a little bit of breathing room. You know, Weicho came back after they you know just to, to give us a lead again. So the the catch that everybody is talking about uh, was not only a spectacular catch, but then the aftermath of falling headfirst into the wall, watching your body kind of fold in, in the opposite direction, and Jonathan Davis just coming up. And it was a while. He was down for a while, but ended up staying in the game, which I couldn't believe. And Craig Council talks about the Jonathan Davis Superman catch into the wall spectacular scary those two words probably he's doing good i mean i think what you saw is kind of where he's sore right now he grabbed his you know mid back along the right side and that that's where he's sore right now and we were just a little concerned about that but he's doing pretty good Uh, kind of more precautionary but he was he was sore and he grabbed that spot like immediately you know when we saw when he made the catch so i'm just being safe there and see how he's doing tomorrow so remember it wasn't that long ago that this team for lack of a better term, kind of stunk. They were just playing some bad baseball. They weren't getting key hits. Pitching was a little bit off. And you you just kind of kept saying, look, it, it's a long season. They've played good baseball to this point. Everybody goes through a little bit of a down stretch. So they've bounced back. Now that they've bounced back, Council talks about that after that long losing streak earlier this month. Yeah, well, we had two tough games here, and, and a lot of guys stepped up. I think it beating a good baseball team in the last two series two good baseball teams and that means a lot of guys are doing things well and I think that's what you see we got a lot of guys contributing right now and that's that's how you got to beat good teams then you've got your pitching staff and the biggest thing when you do run into issues we'll say if your starter doesn't go past six and you've got to really rely on the middle relievers uh council talks about Gustav Milner got those are the guys that really have to wrap their arms about that around that middle relief, and they've got to be staunch, and they've got to be reliable more than anything, and he talks about that. 
you know, that's going to be the job of Gustave, Hobie, and, and Trevor God. I think those are those guys are, are going to be huge in that area. And, you know, since coming back, they've, they've, they've done a nice job. Hobie's done it all season. But Yandel, you know, getting out of that JM and, you know, kind of putting the game in order where it was a pretty, pretty easy to see what we were going to do was, was important. Then, uh, again, when he talks about the bullpen yesterday, uh, the bullpen was fantastic. They had a terrific day yesterday. They were great again today, four and two-thirds, I think, was what we got from them. And just, you know, they had to work hard for it, too. So Josh and Devin had to work hard in their innings, and they put up some good at-bats. But I thought Yandel and Hobie kind of controlled the middle of the game for us, and and we've been talking about getting those guys back. Is, you know, kind of the goal is to control the middle of the game with with those guys, and they did it again today. Four and two-thirds innings, the bullpen went. Four and two-thirds innings giving up one hit. Think about that. Four and two-thirds innings of one-hit baseball. Gustav won an inning, pretty clean. Uh, Milner goes two-thirds of an inning, pretty clean. Boxberger, an inning, a couple of strikeouts and a walk, but pretty clean. Devin Williams had, gave up a couple of walks, and but had three struck out the side, left runners in scoring position. And then Hayter came in, gave up the one-base hit, but pretty much closed it down. And Hayter didn't have a strikeout. Think about that. Hater didn't have a strikeout. His ERA right now is sitting at 109. But he got it done in many different ways yesterday, and that's what you need to continue to do. So the bullpen was fantastic. So also says, going back to um, you know the Davis catch, you know the uh, first comment you heard from Craig Council is more about the concern. The catch itself, but then the injury folding in his back, that little side uh, issue right there where the, the back muscle is. Uh, but then he kind of goes back to that and reflects a little bit and said, man, uh, the, the catch was scary, don't get me wrong, but it was spectacular. It, it was an incredible catch. And, I mean, I th- it was, you know, scary and spectacular. That's, that's, those are the two words that come to mind because when he hit the wall, it was scary. And then he also kind of, kind of, you know, elaborates a little bit on the catch. I mean, I, he's he's a good center fielder, so I, I did think he had a chance, but, but where the ball ended up is, you know, for how hard it was hit for him to get there. And then from put his body and health at risk was was brilliant. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing catch yesterday by Davis. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Now they head into Pittsburgh today, an evening game in Pittsburgh uh, at Three Rivers, which is the old PNC, well PNC, the old Three Rivers area. But uh, they're going to start that four game series beginning tonight, and the Brewers taking on the Pirates. And uh, looking forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670. A couple of things. Uh, Brian says, back in the American League days, if you were in the northern half of the state, the Brewers' rivalry was definitely with the Twins, maybe closer to Milwaukee. It may have been the White Sox. I guess you're right. It's probably just depending on your territory and where you roamed, so to speak. So I completely get it. Uh, This one's from Austin. says, "Glad glad we're playing better, but I get concerned uh, with this offense only producing runs with home runs, uh, I feel like our offense is feast or famine at times and would be more need to be more well-rounded. And I, I agree. But in today's baseball, that's kind of what it is. Unfortunately, they're doing it better than a lot of other teams, which is great. And you kind of say knock on wood, that's fantastic. But I, I'm just, you know, it, it, it's... Um, you would like to see the ability to put the ball in play. 
And I'm not talking about dropping down bunts. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you'd like to see them have the ability to just put the ball in play. You know, if you're not going to be just yanking it for power, then I would love to see them to be. How many times do we see them go the opposite way? Just reach out and get one. Hit a flare into the outfield. How many times do you see them hit behind a runner? You know, not that you have to go station to station, but if you can drive a guy from first to third, there you go. You know, so I agree with you, but the I I hate to say because I love that style of, bus, uh, of baseball, but I hate to say this, but that style of baseball, that old school style of baseball, it's all but gone. The days of Tony Gwynn's and Pete Rose's and, and such, th- those are kind of gone. Kirby Puckett's, those are kind of gone. You know, Ricky Henderson, That's that, that baseball is somewhat gone. Uh, I was sitting down watching Major League last night, okay? I watched Major League, and I, it just was on. I, I went to bed, and I was laying on an ice pack last night, so I'm just like, ah, eh, flipping through the channels. And there's the last, I don't know, maybe the last half an hour of Major League. And they're playing the Yankees, and everybody knows what Major League is with Euchre and such, but they're playing the Yankees, and it gets down to the ninth inning, and Willie Mays Hayes uh, does the excuse me kind of half a swing, and he ends up beating out uh, a throw to first base, and he's on. Well, then he steals second, and that's when Jake, the catcher, comes up with the idea of I'm going to drop down a bunt when they throw me out at first. If they throw me out, I'm going to try to bunt for a hit. We're just going to have Willie Mays Hayes go from second to home, nonstop, just keep it going. And we're going to manufacture a run that way. And the whole time I'm sitting there, Ben, I'm thinking of you while I'm watching this. I'm I'm laying there watching this, and the whole time I'm thinking, we will never see this in Major League Baseball ever again, will we? Well, I'm sorry to hear that I was on your mind. But yeah, well, because he was dropping down a bunt. Yeah. No, it, that's why. It, it it depends on the personnel, really. I guess. Like we were talking about this on the morning show a little bit. There are teams out there. I know Gabe Kapler in San Francisco is a big proponent of it, more just to make the defense make a play. If he sees a liability right. at third base, he'll do that. But I mean, some of these teams have much better and more reliable contact hitters than the Brewers do. Hmm. I'm I'm just simply saying, now I I should never say never, but in today's day and age, do you think a catcher with any kind of a batting average and any kind of power is going to get up to the plate and you are going to see a manager say, okay, drop down this bunt. It's got to be perfect. Drop down this bunt because the, the infield's playing back in that particular case. You're not letting anything get past you where a runner can score from second. You're going to see a steal and then a bunt to have a nonstop runner just blow through third base and head straight home to manufacture a run. It would always be, always be grip it and rip it. It's your, you're down to your last out. There's no way with two outs you're ever going to see that, and that's what that situation was. I just, the the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm going, this might have been a reality back in the 70s and 80s, maybe 90s. Go back to the fundamentally sound, uh, although they had some pounders on there, the fundamentally sound New York Yankees under Joe Torre. Torre loved to do stuff like that. You know, he would do all kinds of things. He didn't mind it, but he had some power hitters on that team too. So, you know, Mariano Rivera closing things down, but... My point being, he didn't mind doing stuff like that, but that's probably the last time you're ever going to see a team like that really 
manufacture runs. Anyway, I'm woefully late. Uh, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sunday, September 4th, we have got our motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. And it is a home away from home for military members, veterans, their families, uh, during their time of need, during their hospitalization. So if you can uh, tell any, if you, if you ride, please join us. If, if not, please tell anybody who does. Uh, it is going to take place again Sunday, September 4th. Compliments of so many great people, so many of our good sponsors. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, obviously out there in Oconomowoc, Milwaukee Brewing. Our friends at Bud Light who have been with us every year. So thanks to them for being a part of it. Also our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, which they continue to expand. They have different uh, levels of gaming, all kinds of things going on. Plus the restaurants are fantastic. If you're looking for a great night out, maybe a little music jamming down there, uh, rocking to some things. Uh, They have DJs inside the big ballrooms. All kinds of good stuff. Plus, it's a hotel. The hotel suites are fantastic. Stop into Potawatomi Hotel Casino, downtown Milwaukee. Uh, you can't miss it. And then also our good friends over there at Great Lakes Dragaway, uh, which is fantastic. They've completely uh, resurfaced their drag strip down there, and they're running all kinds of things, including if you want to rent the track, whether it's for a couple of hours or an entire day. Go down there, and uh, you and your friends get together and rent the track for a little while. And our friends out there at Growth Law Firm, uh, protecting biker rights and one of the best ones in the country and it's right here in our own backyard growth law g-r-o-t-h growthlaw.com and don't forget our newest newest sponsor that came on board our friends from buzzard billies out there in lacrosse when i do go to lacrosse i gotta admit i go to buzzard billies i love that place uh, and we got to talking about it i said look it's not much it covers our on-site stuff and in addition to that uh, you know, we would love to have you on board for the ride. And they're like, you know what, if we can do something for veterans, because we do get people from the uh, the western portion of the state of Wisconsin that go in for the hometown rally and have been on your ride. I'm like, well, then it's a no-brainer. So our friends from Buzzard Billies, thank you to them as well. So thanks to Buzzard Billies uh, and all the people that are associated with the motorcycle ride. But please get signed up. Simply go to FisherHouseWI.org, click on the events page. FisherHouseWI.org, click on the events page. Or... Simply follow us, facebook.com slash big unit poker run. Facebook.com slash big unit poker run. Good to go. Um, This one's from uh, Mark. He said, I made the mistake. Ben, listen to this. I made the mistake of clicking on one of the porn bots yesterday because I thought they were funny. My computer is now filled. <laughs> My computer is now filled with viruses. Oh, Lesson to me. Yeah. Lesson to me. You don't click on that stuff. You just don't do it. But he clicked on it, and he said, uh, my computer is now filled with viruses. Uh, Going up to the computer text today, I was very embarrassed to bring it to work. (laughs) You did it on your work computer? Oh, my God. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Eight Don't seven seven eight six underwear because there could be some seepage and stuff. <laughs> Bill, I think I, I think we need to find some kind of anti-bot army. 
We need to enlist some, um, some kids, you know? Find an intern yeah. or two. You were one job on the show is to make sure the bots don't take over the live stream. Yeah, that's 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 what you need is porn bot army. Yeah. It's a great way to get into the biz. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, you know, come on in and by the way, prevent this, but don't click on it. Oh, you know the entire Midwest family <laughs> broadcast group is going to be infested with with all kind of porn viruses. Hey, speaking of that, and I hate Whoa. to get completely off topic. <laughs> speaking of that, um, I, I was flipping through last night, and there was a documentary. Remember China, the wrestler? C-H-Y-N-A. Do you remember her at all? Vaguely. Very vaguely. I had no idea. I mean, I knew she had passed away. I had no idea. What, I don't pay attention to it, okay? I, I got to be honest. I just After I... Uh, I hate to say this. After I grew up... <laughs> After I got out of high school, right, after I got out of maybe into college a little bit, it really began to fade for me, the fascination with wrestling. It used to be Saturday morning, that's what you watch. You, my dad called it big-time wrestling. It was WCW or WW, uh, the WWF and uh, one of the two, you know. And you had different offshoots of it, but it is what it is. So you watched it, and that's what I did, and then I got into it. I went to a few events, and I, you know, before they had the Monday Night Raws and stuff, I went to a few events on the weekends, and uh, and I enjoyed it, you know. And I followed it for a while, and then, you know, they started getting into the weird storylines and stuff, and it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't want the drama with it. I just wanted the, the, the wrestling and such. So anyway, the wrestler China, who was a phenom in the business, uh, I didn't follow the entire story, but I, I tuned in towards the end of it because I did not know that she died of an accidental suicide, accidental overdose. Uh, because originally they said, it, I think they ruled it as a suicide, and then it was an actual accidental overdose. Anyway, long story short, I had no idea that she lost her visa. She get it, she was in China, couldn't get back. Uh, she ended up going into porn. I had no idea of any of this, and which was really weird. Really weird. I had no idea that any of that ever took place. So, I, I just when you're we mentioning the porn bots from yesterday, it just I was sitting there watching uh, the documentary on the wrestler China last night, and I had no idea she went into porn. None shows the kind of closed-in world that I live in, or choose to live in. Maybe that might be the best way to put it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So the Bucks forward Bobby Portis uh, told the team, "Nope, going to decline the four point six million dollar option." He is going to become a free agent. His agent uh, out of Priority Sports uh, was telling Adrian Wojnarowski, I believe, who uh, reported this, but Portis had the early bird rights uh, here in Milwaukee. And uh, he can sign uh, a four-year deal, uh, four years, $49 million. The contract has to be for a minimum of two seasons, cannot include an option in the second year, and a year ago, after he helped the Bucks win that title, he declined the $3.8 million option, became a free agent, ultimately stayed in Milwaukee on a two-year, $9 million contract. It included the, included the player option for the second year. That's this year. He has started 59 of 72 games, largely as a fill-in for the injured Brooke Lopez, averaged 14.6 points, 9.1 boards, shooting 47.9% uh, from the field and 39.3% from beyond the arc. And he has started seven playoff games in the past couple of years. And uh, in Milwaukee, averaged 15.4 points and 11.3 uh, uh, boards per game in those games. So the, the question is, would you pay Bobby Bordas to come back? 
I mean, to me, the the obvious answer is hell yes. You bring him back. Not only is Bobby Portis uh, a good a good role player, okay, and that's what he is. I mean, he's not Giannis. He's he's you know he's not that level of star, but he's that that sub level of star. You know, there's the if you kind of look at it, okay, and, and you kind of look at the uh, the level of of say star power ask right. So you've got, you know, obviously Giannis, you've got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's on that second level, so to speak. Uh, and then Bobby Portis is probably on that level below that. But, you know, when you think about this right now, right, your starters, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, um, you know, Wesley Matthews, who they who they brought back last year. But right behind that, one of the first off the bench is Bobby Portis. He is like a fan favorite. He's your energy guy. He's he's your Scotty Williams from years gone by. And he's he's he can be nasty. He can be that guy that's going to get in there and junkyard dog it and fight it. Now, he's not P.J. Tucker in that same level of tenacity, but for what he brings to the table, there's no way that I'm letting Bobby Portis walk away. I, I just I can't imagine it. So, uh, you know... <laughs> I, I just I, I'd hate to see Bobby Portis walk, uh, and I I don't know if I'm in the majority or the minority here, but I'd hate to see Bobby Portis go. Ben, do you want to see Bobby Portis back? I I think they need to bring him back. Yeah, it's the it's the mentality he'd bring in off the bench, where right? we've heard Giannis and Brooke Lopez and people talk that when they're losing in the playoffs, it's often because they're not physical enough. When they go right. beat the hell out of teams, that's when they find success. So you look at that right. Boston series. When they did find success on the road, it was because of that edge. And he brings it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they need him back. Hopefully, I mean, ideal world, Marjan Beauchamp turns into Portis 2.0. But that won't happen for another year or two, at least. Nope. I I, I agree. I I think he is a tremendous player. I think he brings – when you look at everybody that is on that Bucks roster, right, you kind of say to yourself, okay, let's look at it this way. Who on this Bucks roster can be replaced is a, is a guy. Okay, everybody has a role. Drew Holiday has a role. Middleton has a role. Giannis has a role. Brooke Lopez has a role. Then you look at George Hill. George Hill, eh, he's kind of a calming influence. He can handle the basketball, you know, a bit. Grayson Allen, obviously, he was supposed to be this this dead-eye shooter, but came come the postseason, man, other than the Chicago series, he was nothing. Pat Connaughton, energy, outside shooter, tenacity on defense. He's got a role. Bobby Portis has a role. Beyond that, tell me who has a legit role. Serge Ibaka was a backup. Everybody is just a role player after that. You know? So who I, – I, I just bring Portis back. I mean, that's just – that's my thought. Uh, anyway, stick around. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue, that's... I believe we'll get a little bit of a workout tonight. You know why? Uh, as I sat here and I was talking about what's coming up later on tonight, um, there is a salad in the future. But 
I think I'm going to do some grilled chicken on top of that and uh, barbecue it up a little bit with some of that sweet and spicy barbecue sauce from our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue, veteran-owned right here in the Racine, Wisconsin. Uh, a little over two years now they've been in business. So uh, if you're going to support veterans, you're going to support local, and they are great to work. They are genuine people, and they get the product to you ASAP. Just go to the website and order from them. Support them. Support local. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, the NFL... Uh, partnering with Ice Cube's organization, uh, which is Contract with Black America, CWBA, to identify league-wide opportunities in the financial, tech, and production sectors. Uh, Roger Goodell putting that out. Our partnership with CWBA is another reminder that partnering with international organizations is critical to everything we do at the league level. So uh, Roger Goodell partnering up, partnering up with Ice Cube. There you go. You've still got, you know, celebrities and rappers and such that wanted to buy into certain teams. And, you know, like, look at what was uh, originally thought that maybe, was it Jay-Z that was trying to buy uh, the Denver Broncos, Ben? Correct me if I'm wrong. I forgot. It was Jay-Z and then... uh, Oh, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I think it was Jay-Z. And Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos. And they were talking about it. It was just, no, it it wasn't going to happen because there's... A little bit too much uh, craziness there, but uh, you know, some of these uh, some of these guys they they want to buy in, they want to get into the league, they want to do some good things. So, better NFL owner Dan Snyder or Kanye West? Your call's next. Ooh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. I think it's hands down it'd be Kanye. And I hate to say that because I think Kanye's a nut, but but I, you can only look at the track record of Daniel Snyder as an owner, right? That's a great question. And I think at this point in time, if Kanye came over and said, hey, I'll buy the Washington Commanders, I would say sell it to him. What What's the worst he could do? As opposed to what Daniel Snyder has fostered there, right? Am I wrong on that? No, very valid points. I mean, it would drive many of the football watching fans crazy because I'm sure Kanye would do something right? drastic. But I think that would be drastic in the stupid sense as opposed to criminal and abusive. That is what Dan Snyder's done. <sighs> yeah, I. I, I'd have to go with Kanye at this point. If I was going to, yeah, if I was going to talk about an owner, I, I mean, I've been very emphatic about wanting Daniel Snyder out of the NFL, and I think it would be the best thing for the NFL. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to put my money where my mouth is and say, go with Kanye. I'd do that. When we come back, I thought it was interesting. Yesterday, uh, Christian Yelich drops down a bunt. It was his first sacrifice since 2014. And there was a comment made, a couple comments, as a matter of fact, both on the uh, the Bud Light live stream and over on Twitter that I thought were interesting. And now I'm asking this in the here and the now, in your thoughts. But the question coming up for the next hour is... The contract for Christian Yelich. 
as one Twitter follower put it, has turned into a disaster for the Milwaukee Brewers. John says, no, he now has again the ability to be the MVP. What is closer, Christian Yelich becoming the MVP or the contract being a disaster? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's a question for you. Think about that. Think about that. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. The Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 